Hi there, Sam. Hope you're diving into a great Thursday. Whether you're tackling tasks or taking it easy today, we've got the news rundown to keep you in the loop. So before you get too carried away with your day, let's dive into today's top stories. A significant data breach has come to light involving iSoon, a private security contractor linked directly to China's government and policing agency. Leaked documents reveal targeted hacking activities against dissidents and ethnic minorities in regions like Hong Kong and Xinjiang. It's a deep dive into the tools and tactics used for surveillance and social media manipulation on an international scale. Sasri Yohan, I am Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to the Daily Dispatch from PocketPod News. In other news, Waymo's ambitions to expand its robo-taxi service in California hit a roadblock. The California Public Utilities Commission has put a 120-day pause on Waymo's application for expansion in Los Angeles and San Mateo counties over safety concerns. And Google is stepping up its game in AI with the introduction of Gemma, a new family of lightweight models designed for both commercial and research use. These models promise improved generation quality and come alongside tools aimed at fostering safer AI applications. Will they live up to the hype? We'll be keeping an eye on that. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. A massive leak from a company called iSoon has sent shockwaves through the cybersecurity world. That's right. The leaked documents have exposed iSoon's extensive involvement in hacking activities and espionage, particularly targeting ethnic minorities, dissidents, and even foreign governments. To help us unpack this story and its implications, we're joined by PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Rose, these documents offer a rare glimpse into the tools and tactics used for digital surveillance by China. What can you tell us about the scale and significance of this leak? Indeed, Jonathan, the leak from iSoon is nothing short of monumental. It's a substantial online disclosure that has pulled back the curtain on China's digital espionage and surveillance activities. This leak is particularly significant because it reveals not just the extent but also the sophistication of China's efforts to monitor and influence both its citizens and foreign entities. The documents came to light late last week and have since sent shockwaves through the cybersecurity community. Can you dive a bit deeper into who exactly was targeted by these surveillance efforts? Absolutely. The documents highlight that iSoon's technologies were primarily used to surveil ethnic minorities within China, notably in regions like Hong Kong and Xinjiang, as well as Chinese dissidents living overseas. But it didn't stop there. Foreign governments were also in their crosshairs. This approach underscores an intent to control anti-government sentiment rigorously and keep tabs on social media platforms even beyond China's borders. Following such a significant breach, how is iSoon responding? In response to this embarrassing exposure, both iSoon and Chinese police have initiated an investigation to determine how such sensitive files could have been leaked. Interestingly, an internal meeting at iSoon suggested business operations would proceed as normal despite this setback. It appears they're trying to downplay the incident publicly while likely scrambling behind the scenes. What has been the global reaction to this leak? Analysts are calling this one of the most consequential leaks concerning a company tied closely with Chinese security services' cyber espionage activities. The implications are far-reaching, targeting not just individuals, but also governments, telecommunication firms abroad and even online gambling companies within China itself. 
Cybersecurity experts have begun piecing together connections between ISUN and known hacking groups like Fishmonger, sparking speculation about potential culprits behind the leak, which could range from rival intelligence services to disgruntled employees within ISUN. And what about the tools used for hacking and surveillance detailed in these documents? The leaked documents unveil a treasure trove of digital espionage tools, including methods for unmasking social media users outside China, breaking into email accounts, concealing online activities of overseas agents and devices designed to compromise Wi-Fi networks. These tools show Kasia a highly sophisticated approach towards gathering intelligence across various regions, including Central and Southeast Asia, among others. Lastly, Rose, what are the broader international implications of this leak? This episode shines a spotlight on China's extensive cyber espionage capabilities aimed at stifling dissent domestically while pushing pro-Beijing narratives globally. Although there's no evidence in this leak of successful hacks against NATO countries specifically, it underscores persistent efforts by state-backed Chinese hackers against global targets, including several countries' governments such as India and Indonesia, as well as entities related to Taiwan's health ministry. This incident elevates privacy concerns on an international scale and signals ongoing challenges in global digital security dynamics. That was PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Waymo's journey to expand its robo-taxi service in California has hit a regulatory speed bump. That's right. The California Public Utilities Commission's Consumer Protection and Enforcement Division, or CPED, has put Waymo's application for expansion into Los Angeles and San Mateo counties on pause for 120 days. This decision is a significant setback for Waymo, but they're not backing down yet. Despite this hurdle, Waymo is still operating its commercial driverless service in San Francisco and testing rides in parts of Los Angeles. But with public safety concerns and opposition from local authorities, it's clear there are many challenges ahead. PocketPod News technology correspondent Bill Browning has been following the story closely. Bill, what can you tell us about the impact of this suspension on Waymo's plans and the broader autonomous vehicle industry? That sounds like a considerable setback for Waymo. Can you delve into the specific concerns that led to this decision? With those concerns in mind, how is Waymo responding to this regulatory challenge? Despite this suspension in their expansion plans, how is Waymo continuing its operations? It seems there's quite a bit of opposition from local authorities as well. So where does this leave us with regards to the future of autonomous vehicles in urban settings? That was PocketPod News technology correspondent Bill Browning. Thanks for joining us today. Tech giant Google is once again pushing the boundaries of artificial intelligence. That's right. They've just unveiled a new series of AI models named Gemma, following their earlier Gemini models. These include Gemma 2B and Gemma 7B, designed for both commercial and research purposes. And while these models are labeled as open, they're not entirely open source. It's an interesting move that sparked some debate about access and customization in the AI community. Exactly. And to help us unpack all of this, including how these models work and what this means for the future of AI development, we're joined by PocketPod News technology correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's dive right into the heart of this exciting development from Google. The introduction of the Gemma models, specifically the Gemma 2B and Gemma 7B, marks a significant stride in Google's AI journey. 
These models build on the foundation laid by their predecessors, the Gemini models, but they bring something new to the table with their lightweight and dense decoder-only architecture. This design makes them particularly suited for both commercial applications and research purposes. Interesting, Katie. Could you elaborate on what makes these models stand out in terms of their architecture? Absolutely, Steve. The dense decoder-only architecture employed by the Gemma models is noteworthy because it simplifies the model structure without compromising performance. This approach is consistent with Google's previous models like Gemini and Palm, indicating a refinement of strategies that Google believes are most promising. The performance of these models will be benchmarked and shared publicly on Hugging Faces leaderboard, which is something to look out for. I see. Now, there seems to be some confusion around the terms open models versus open source. Could you clarify that for us? Sure thing. While Google describes the Gemma models as open, it's crucial to understand that this doesn't mean they are open source. Instead, open models refers to Google allowing developers and researchers to customize and fine-tune these models according to their specific needs, while still retaining some control over its intellectual property through varying terms of use. It's a nuanced move that strikes a balance between fostering innovation in AI development among the broader community and maintaining proprietary rights. That makes sense. And how can developers start working with these Gemma models? Developers have several avenues to access and integrate with Gemma, including ready-to-use Kolob and Kaggle notebooks, which are highly accessible for experimentation and prototyping. Furthermore, there are integrations available with platforms like Hugging Face, MaxText, and NVIDIA's Nemo toolkits, which broadens the scope for application development across various fields. With all these developments, I'm curious about how Google is addressing responsible AI development. That's a pertinent question, Steve. Alongside launching the Gemma series, Google has introduced tools aimed at promoting safer AI applications development. This includes a responsible generative AI toolkit, as well as debugging tools designed specifically for developers working in this space. It underscores Google's commitment not just towards advancing AI technology, but also ensuring its ethical deployment. Thanks for breaking all that down for us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was PocketPod News Technology Correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for joining us today. And that's The Daily Dispatch for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Sam. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.